Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, hi, Mark. What's going on? Mark Brody with you. On what looks to be a beautiful Memorial Day Sunday. Haven't been outside yet, so I'm just looking outside the window, looking at the lake. It's glistening. I don't see any boats out there right now. But they'll probably be out there later. It's only 10 o'clock in the morning here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 to score. Welcome into the show. This would officially be... The Bernstein and Holmes show, but Bernstein and Holmes are off for the holiday, so it is me, Mark Grody, with you up until 1245 today. That's when it will be Cubs baseball, the Chicago Cubs hosting the mighty Tampa Bay Rays. Again, 1245 is when the pregame for that will be right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score also on the program today, Bears Talk at 11 a.m. with Clay Harbor, Andy Martinez from Marquee Sports Network talking Cubs with us at noon. And you are welcome anytime to interact. I would certainly encourage it at 312-644-6767. That is my phone number to call the score. And if you do call that number, 312-644-6767, the man to whom you will speak is Tyler Farringall. He is the executive producer of this very special Memorial Day show. So he will take your call and uh, get you right on the air here this morning if you want to get into that. So, yeah, like we were talking about in the transition with Rosenblum and Espo, who we're in today for Molly and Haw, is that, yeah, those two losses, just really a couple of trash losses for the Cubs and the Sox. Yesterday, I think we highlighted some of that. The Reds just put a spanking on the Cubs, though, in this series. And as I was watching the game yesterday, I wasn't so much thinking to myself, are the Cubs bad? And we can ask that question. Are, are they true? Is the way they are trending what they actually are? And there's a case probably both ways at 22 and 30 because the Cubs were really good to start the season. Are they slumping or are they coming back to the mean right now? And with this West Coast road trip, I think that we are going to find out. Not to mention the Tampa Bay Rays in town today starting for uh, the the uh, starting today. And I'm just kind of fumbling here because I'm looking. Oh, yeah, of course. It's Marcus Stroman against Shane McClanahan today. So take some of that today 
if you are the Chicago Cubs. I wasn't really thinking that, though. What I was thinking as I was watching the Reds all weekend was, oh, my God, are the Reds good? Is it possible that Cincinnati is good? Because you don't want to think about the other. When your team is in the process of a rebuild, as the Cubs are, you don't want to think about another team in the division passing you up in terms of progress in your rebuild, (laughs) your teardown, and your rebuild. Now, the Reds' teardown was a little better than the Cubs' teardown this time around, this time around, because the Reds were a filthy, awful, filthy in the real way, the real definition, the old-school definition. The Reds were a filthy, awful baseball team last year that lost 100 games, hearkening back to the Cubs' days of 2013. So... They did it a little bit better in terms of that. But then I'm like, hold on a second. The Reds can't possibly be progressing and going on a run that maybe is them coming back to the mean. And I thought, let me just dig into the Reds a little bit here and see kind of what they're all about. And the the best summary about the Reds is that their rotation is struggling, their defense is bad, they don't hit home runs. <laughs> I told you about the 100 losses last year. Didn't even mention the dejection of not having Luis Castillo on this team. And I know that was last summer. But to answer the question, are the Reds good? I'd say no. They are hitting 256 as a team right now, are the Reds. They are slugging 391. Not particularly good. Their OPS as a team, Cincinnati Reds, again, they are at 723. That is just barely average, barely average. So to answer my own question, are the Reds good? No, no, the Reds are not good. And I know that they've got uh, Ellie De La Cruz coming up, who looks like a great baseball player, like like one of the top ten prospects in baseball, and he's knocking at the door of the big leagues for the Reds. So I'm excited. I mean, I'm always excited about guys like that because they're putting that little, that he might be next, Ellie Dela Cruz, if he's not better than O'Neill Cruz. Those are great names too, by the way. Ellie Dela Cruz and O'Neill Cruz. Oh, man. Of course, with the Pirates. But point is, no, no, this isn't just the Reds making their move. The Reds are are not a great team. And, you know, some of this, too, was like, and of course. So I went to the game on the Friday game. That's the game where the Reds beat the Cubs 9-zip. Cubs were out hit 19-2. Yeah, I saw a hit parade live at Wrigley Field on Friday. The the Hunter Green game had the, the, the no-no going on that nobody knew about <laughs> because, because – it was, the Cubs were being out hit 19 to 2 and it was a blowout game. And of course I was at that game because Justin Steele was pitching that day and I'm the one that said at the beginning of the season, "Ha, ah, what's all this Justin Steele hype?" And then he's been great and then of course when I go to the game, he just completely flops. But it it did look like a Reds team all weekend that was just dialed in. That's not good. Like I I think that it's pretty safe to say the Reds are bad. And I say this knowing the Cubs are 22-30 and 30 and five and a half games out in the division right now. And that brings us to the other part about the Cubs, too. 
And that is, where does David Ross, the manager, come in uh, in all of this? It seems like where David Ross has been getting burned the most recently is good old-fashioned bullpen. Good old-fashioned bullpen. And it's really hard for managers to play through bad bullpen. So the Cubs pen ranked 26th with a 461 ERA coming into yesterday's game. Um, and so he's putting arms in, seemingly making mostly logical moves out of the bullpen as David Ross from what I've seen. Mostly logical moves, but a lot of them just have have fallen on their faces. Like on on Saturday, the Tyone start. David Ross, Tyone looks horrible, pulls him in the fifth inning, <laughs> puts Michael Fulmer in, who prompts uh, promptly is horrible in that game. He he then he eventually okay Fulmer. By the way, you can't hide Michael Fulmer in the fifth inning. <laughs> How about that? That sucks. That sucks, right? I mean, Michael Fulmer begins the season this year as the closer, right? Wasn't he the guy they marched out there in game one of this season? Yes, I mean, he was. Yeah. And I didn't have a problem with that. I was like, okay. You know, I've always liked Michael Fulmer from a distance in Detroit. I mean, his days as a starter and then as a reliever, and the numbers were really good. So, I, quite frankly, I was excited and thumbs up on the move. It's just a move that hasn't worked out. But, yeah, Michael Fulmer was the first guy to go out. Let's see what let's see what this guy's got. He looks the part for sure in terms of a closer and has not worked out. Dave Ross, ooh, okay, this is a, a, a spot of consequence. Let me try to slide him in here in the fifth inning. Nope, nope, didn't work out right there. We saw it. We all knew that Michael Fulmer was in in the fifth inning. And then is finally pulls Fulmer out after he failed. And then comes Jeremiah Estrada in after that, and then he also goes down the tubes as well. So that is just that is just one snapshot of you could look at those moves and say they weren't terrible moves. You know, you were trying to hide Fulmer, and maybe even logical moves, but they come to backfire for sure. So in other words, I can't put a lot of culpability on David Ross as it pertains to one of the most important parts of managing or one of the parts that can make you or break you as as a manager. Do your bullpen arms work when you put them into the game? And it's a, such a volatile position in sports to begin with in terms of the, you know being good one year and being bad the next year. So I, I think that it – and I know Jed Hoyer said something recently on the score in – regards to the criticisms of David Ross. And this was like a week or two ago before things really, you know, started to go down the tubes here, at least at this point in the season for the Cubs. And, you know, Jed Hoyer was basically saying that David Ross doesn't have the horses. And I think that, I think it's okay. And I'll, I'll be honest with you here. Jed Hoyer has been pretty transparent about what this year is. There was a broadcast earlier this year on Marquee where Jed Hoyer was in the booth. It was somebody will know on the text line here, or the, maybe you'll even come up with it, Tyler Farringold, back in our studios. But it was a game where Jed Hoyer was in the booth. The Cubs were down like eight or something like that. And 
Judd Hoyer was kind of admitting, hey, you know, this is this is where it's, it can be problematic. We're down big here in this game. We don't necessarily have the firepower yet to overcome, paraphrasing what he said. So that's just him knowing what this team is all about and knowing what this team is not all about and also knowing and kind of telling us what this team is not ready to do yet. Um, so... And he has said things like that, and, and then being coming to David Ross's rescue on the radio and saying, "Well, he doesn't exactly have, you know, the the lineup, the pitchers, the bullpen that he's going to eventually have." And I get it. Sometimes those kind of things can be insincere, a little disingenuous, like where you take the hit for your teammate. But I do think that this is a this is a Jed Hoyer team. This is a when you're rebuilding. It's not in the manager's hands yet. And I hope, just like as a human, that for David Ross's sake, that when this game and this team and this roster truly is in David Ross's hands, that he will be able to succeed with it. And I think that's what the, the Cubs want, too. And if, if he doesn't, then he's going to get the Renteria treatment. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna, we, we're going to have to upgrade here. But I don't think now is the time to... You could poke holes in what David Ross is doing. That that is for sure. Like, and you could definitely come up with critiques. And if you don't like David Ross, I think that that's fine. But I think that it's not it's not his turn yet. The ball is still in Jed Hoyer's hands, and it's you know David Ross plays a crucial role in all of this. But right now, it's it's all Jed Hoyer trying to put this together for the t- trying to find now now look like. This is a Jed Hoyer spot right here. You're you're 22 and 30. You've got again Tampa Bay coming in the West Coast road trip. Are you looking at the, the the five and a half games out, or are you doing what I am doing now and looking at the record and looking at what this team actually is? And we know that even if the Cubs were to sneak in somehow, this roster is probably not sustainable for big time winning in the future. So. It's in Jed Hoyer's hands again to make the moves that he needs to make to make sure that there is sustained success. And that might mean trading guys. And that might be, you know, thinking, you know, Marcus Stroman and the opt-out and just guys that might have value. So I, while I am not here to defend David Ross and tell you that he's a great manager and if I see things that I don't like, I will tell you for sure. And, you know, went through some of the failed bullpen moves by David Ross that, you know, over over this weekend that didn't work. But, I again, I do think that as long as his moves aren't egregious in terms of the personnel, it's that is such a crapshoot when you are shining a light on a manager in regards to what the bullpen does. It's just It's just too bad. The the Cubs lost to the Reds yesterday, eight to five. I'm Mark Rody, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I just realized that I've been talking for seventeen minutes, and I'd love to give you guys a chance to talk too about the Cubs or the White Sox. And we're going to get into the White Sox. We'll tell you what happened in the White Sox game yesterday. Then we're going to do a little bit of a weekend investigation centering on Lance Lynn. So we'll, a little more Cubs, a lot more Sox coming up in the in the next segment. We're going to circle into some Bears 
at 11 a.m. We'll talk to Clay Harbor. Get in some bears. At noon, Andy Martinez, Cubs writer for Marquee Sports Network, will talk more with us about the Cubs who do play baseball today right here on The Score. Well, actually, at Wrigley Field, but you can listen to them here on The Score. The Cubs hosting the Rays for you at 1245. It's Memorial Day on The Score. I'm Mark Grody, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Cubs are a Jed Hoyer team. It's not a David Ross team. So while your criticism can and at times should be directed towards the manager, David Ross, it's Hoyer time because this is the year two or three or whatever you want to call it of this Chicago Cubs Jed Hoyer rebuild. It can become a David Ross team once they are built. That's usually the nature of it man as a team is rebuilding manager needs to work closely with the gm you sit back for a second i know i know it's frustrating hold on skipper well i i know i remember last year david ross the comments about the dodgers team like that's a 40 billion dollar payroll coming in here david ross knows so jed hoyer is sitting there going hold on hold on the name of a hurricane is Hurricane Dick. No, he's saying, hold on. It's going to happen. Yeah, I, I know. I know, Fulmer. I know. I know. Je- I know you had to put Jeremiah Estrada in. I know. I know. I got you. Okay. I, I, okay. I see, I see you. 
So that's what's going on, like, I think, you know, with David Ross and Jed Hoyer right now. And it's got to get frustrating at times for David Ross. But, you know, it, Jed Hoyer is responsible for getting this thing in place. And until until I say, quite frankly, until I say, or until this team is rebuilt, that's when that's when the real criticism of David Ross should come, or at least the pointed criticism, the you are losing because of criticism, all of that kind of stuff, I think opens up once the team actually has the horses in place. Um, as long as he is not making, and I think that this would be from Jed Hoyer's perspective, and I think maybe ours too, as long as David Ross is not making egregious errors where you're not really sure if he's got this, like maybe he's not a manager. As long as he's not making egregious errors, he's okay. And this is not me telling you you can't nitpick on David Ross. That's, that's not what this is all about. 312-644-6767, talking Cubs right now. We're going to switch to White Sox in a second, but right now let's go to the phone lines at 312-644-6767. It is Derek from Wisconsin. What's going on, Derek? You're on the score. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I had to kind of clear my throat. I was going to vomit listening to that. I, I think that's, that's wait, loser wait, mentality. Wait, you're going to vomit listening to what? Well, just this, this pacifist loser mentality that as long oh. as David Ross isn't losing the games egregiously, listen, oh. I, he's a, if, he's your, if he's an MLB manager, I want to know what he's doing that makes your team better. And so far as, like, you know, I'm not ready to give him a, a free pass watching this team with some of the in-game decisions he makes with his goofy lineups that he rolls out all the time where he takes hitters that are hitting active and hot and puts them at the bottom of the lineup. His decisions with uh, the bullpen have been questionable. And, and to me, I listened to that interview you guys did with uh, Jed Hoyer about two weeks ago. Yeah. And yeah. it sounded like a, it was, to me, it was, it was almost insulting to the fans because it was a bunch of corporate speak. I mean, so he gets on there and he says, listen, we can't have David Ross be, essentially what he said is we can't have David Ross be accountable because look at the horses that he's dealing with, as you said, right? right yeah, but right, who's right. the guy who's responsible for bringing those people to Chicago along with Hosmer and Mancini and, you know, you don't have a third baseman, you don't have a first, a quality first baseman out there, the decision to keep Morel in the minors. I feel like Jed just yeah. kind of like skipped over that. You're the guy, you're the guy yeah. who built the bullpen. Well, that's, and that, that's what I mean, man. And that's what, that's my point too, is that this is until further notice, this is a Jed Hoyer team. And I'm not saying Derek, I'm not saying that David Ross deserves excuses I, I am just saying that it at this point it's still it's still the Hoyer show and once they get this thing in rhythm then it could be the David Ross show and and then all of it should be or a lot more I think should be piled on Ross at that point. I just think that's the wrong way to go about it. I don't think that that somebody in the major leagues should be there to to earn his wings. I feel like you need to get somebody that's ready and prepared for a major league team, not somebody that was an MLB catcher and just assume, you know, hey, I appreciate what he did for us in 2016, but yeah. if we want to build a winning culture and a winning organization, we need quality, not just at the position players, but in the coaching staff as well. And it's great that you want to endorse him. He's a good guy. Everybody loves Rossi. I get that. But he might not be, and from what I've seen, He's not necessarily an MLB manager, and that's just where I leave it. I don't, I don't okay. dislike the guy personally. I got I you. I think we could do better. 
So All right, Derek. Good, good, good call, Derek. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And I, I completely agree, too. David Ross should not get away with being David Ross, and I don't think that he still has that rock star status. I mean, he's always going to have been a Cubs World Series champion and Grandpa Rossi and all of that, so there's always going to be that little warm spot, I think, for Cubs fans as it pertains to David Ross. But guess what I heard out at Wrigley Field on Saturday? I I heard booze. I heard booze. I can't remember what the exact scenario was what was the scenario on uh saturday oh that was the oh yeah that was the the jameson tyone by the way tyone not tyon tyone man uh i kind of liked it when tyone was injured because nobody mispronounced his name it was great tyon i know i know it looks like tyon the man's name is jameson tyone but there. There was booing at Wrigley Field on Saturday when I believe Fulmer gave up that home run to Jonathan India, who was just hitting home runs on Saturday at Wrigley Field. So, yeah, they're they're not booing David Ross necessarily, but I kind of suspected that this would happen this year, and I like it that Cubs fans expect something this year. They do. Like, as it turns out, when the Cubs were playing well, which wasn't that long ago, and they were around 500 and over 500, that the Cubs fans were like, yeah, this is cool. This is better. This is so much better. This is what we, this is, this is a little bit more of what we expect. So then when they start to go down the tubes again now, I love that Cubs fans are feeling it a little bit. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, maybe wouldn't. Maybe Cubs fans wouldn't have been booing in that exact scenario last year in the fifth inning at Wrigley Field in a May game against the Cincinnati Reds. Maybe they would have let that slide. But Fulmer giving up big home runs or home run, I guess. I don't think India hit them both off Fulmer, did he? I don't think so. Yeah, Fulmer was out by then because it was on to the next bad uh, reliever. I think it was Jeremiah Estrada at that point. So, yeah, it all it all kind of comes together. It makes sense. So any other thing on the Cubs, 312-644-6767 is the number. Let's go to Adam from Schaumburg. Hello, Adam. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good, Adam. How you doing, man? Good, but frustrated as a Cubs fan, man. I get, yep. Look, I, I, get, I, get that, uh, I get that Ross has not had good pieces, especially in the bullpen. But he hasn't done anything on the flip side. He hasn't done anything to, to deserve all this slack. Like, what has he shown? How, what has he proven to us that he can be a good or, or great manager? Um, to me, the hire from the beginning has been, I'm going to be a yes man for Jed and Tom Ricketts. That's what all that this has screamed for me. And, I, you know, the bullpen, whatever. But how do you bet Talkman third? That's. <laughs> That's kind of stunning to me. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I'll, I'll let you keep on talking. But, yeah, that that one caught me off guard, too. And then you start to wonder, too, about is David Ross doing the proverbial message back to the general manager? Like I was saying, that figurative conversation that I was going through on the radio earlier of Ross sitting there going, oh, okay, you're not going to help me with this. Well, then I'm going to do that. And I'm not saying that's contentious because clearly it's not. But Ross is like, this is what you gave me. They're going to play. 
Yeah, it's weird because any anybody who watches baseball or watches the Cubs regularly, I mean, talk, seeing Talkman third just sticks out like a sore thumb to any baseball fan. So that was weird. The other thing is I'm just, I mean, as a Cubs fan, I'm sorry. I'm just sick of Ricketts. Um, you know, being being a the Chicago Cubs, having this organization and being middle of the pack in payroll, I mean, that's just cheap. And, it's, you know, it's it's all about Marquee Sports Network. And, and by the way, the Marquee Sports Network, you still, on most streaming services, cannot see that. So it's not, not the best idea for the, for the next generation of Cubs fans who, you know, people in their 20s who are trying to cut the cable cord and can't watch the Cubs games. I, don't, I, I just don't see how any of this is benefiting the Cubs organization. I get he's saving money in the short term, but to me, I, I think he could do a lot more. And you know what? They're going to pack – Pack the stands no matter what, but I think to your you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. Cubs fans want more and, and deserve better, and, and they should with this team. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for taking my All right. call. Yeah, thanks for that. And what it reminds me of too is, as it pertains to Cubs fans, the new mentality that Cubs fans have had and should have had since 2016 is that guess what? Guess what? To keep all of the peripheral things happy and spinning and turning Cubs have to win now before that wasn't necessarily the case but pre 2015 let's say there were enough fun there was enough fun and bells and whistles and Wrigley Fieldness and all of the improvements around Wrigley Field that it was like, okay whatever it's the you know it's the whole beer garden mentality which still exists i mean don't get me wrong <laughs> Wrigley Field is still a place for tourists and people who are just want to party, which I got no issue with and never had. That whole argument always pissed me off. It was like, like that was the argument against Cubs fans. Oh, yeah, you guys just like to go out there and party and watch baseball. Yeah, 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 that sounds great. But back to the to the center point here. The Cubs have to win to make all of these things happy and to make everything go round. And... That was not the case before. So it's nice to hear somebody call and talk about, like, well, Cubs fan, hey, we're not getting marquee sports network. You know, we got, and, you know, we're not putting up with this, especially since your team is eight games under 500. So it's not that cut and dry at this point in, in Cubsdom, you know, to where it's, it's that drastic, but, it's you know it's it's happening it's happening and that is that you, you can't get away with losing in the Cubs organization like you once did and the Cubs if they're hearing it right should probably take that as a compliment that the the bar is set differently now for the Cubs whereas before it wasn't and it was for the most part and I say this in air quotes okay and it's in air quotes because guess what. Lots of GMs and managers and presidents and GMs have been fired in Cubs history. So they try. They they just tried the wrong way up until about, uh, well, I guess we'd say, what, 2012? Is that when Theo Epstein took over and took this organization into a different direction? And thank God, thank God, a different expectation. So we can we can ditch the losers mentality, as we were talking about earlier today. I'm Mark Rohde, 312-644-6767 is the number. Coming up here, just in a little bit, about 20 minutes from right now, we will talk Bears. Don't worry, 
let's talk Bears. Clay Harbor will be on. Nine-year NFL veteran. Been on the score a bunch of times. I've seen him on NBC Sports Chicago. And all the dude does is make sense. So Clay Harbor is going to be on at 11 Talking Bears. Andy Martinez, Cubs writer for the Marquee Sports Network, will be on at noon with us. And uh, Cubs baseball, Cubs and Rays at 1245. Coming up next, we will talk about the Chicago White Sox. It's Grody with you here on Memorial Day on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, Andrew, thinking about a bunt, I don't know how many bunts Haas has had during the course of his career, but he's normally a power hitter. That ball's cranked to center field. Robert back on it. Luis makes the catch. Here comes the winning run, and here come the Tigers. 6-5, your final score. go down yesterday in 10 innings in Detroit. Detroit 6 and the White Sox 5 again in 10. Jason Benetti with the call along with Steve Stone on NBC Sports Chicago. The Tigers end up taking 3 out of 4 in that series from the Sox and yeah yesterday really sucked. <laughs> There's just no other way to put it because it was a, it was trending one of those really nice victories for the Sox yesterday. If you missed it because your weekend is just out of whack, the Sox came back from down 4-1 to one in the seventh. Eloy Jimenez back with just a, a bloop two-run double. And I was thinking about Hawk Harrelson when I saw that. He just loved those little duck snorts or look at that ball find space in the outfield. Bloop two-run double. Uh, Andrew Vaughn had an RBI. Luis Roberts. Had an RB. The Sox took the lead in the seventh, five to four. The Rocky music was playing, and then in the ninth inning, Riley Green with a triple on a play that Luis Robert pro- probably should have made. 
Probably should have made it. Probably should have been a double, maybe even a single. Uh, Javier Baez grounder to Tim Anderson. Anderson couldn't handle it. Drawn in defense. It couldn't come home with it because he just uh, – he didn't misplay it. He, he just got hit hard. He got handcuffed. Not an error, but, you know, call it a misplay if you'd like. Um, and the tying run scores 5-5 five to five in the ninth. And you just heard uh, what up, Haas, Eric Haas, with the game-winning hit for the the Tigers who beat the White Sox again by a final score of 6-5 to five yesterday. And it's been a, obviously a rough go for the White Sox. They now 22-33, and 33, six games out. More than the Cubs, I say, enough with looking at the the division and saying, because we did this all last year with the Sox, enough with looking at the division and saying, oh, they're still in there. No, your team is not good. And if maybe you can make it Fugazi good. Maybe you can make it fake good this year. It's something that's not sustainable. But look at the record. And not the games out in the division. And I know this just sounds ridiculous, and it goes against fandom mentality and all of that, but we saw this last year with the White Sox. So that, that's got to be enough of, of that. The guy that I want to talk about a little bit, though, is Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn has had a, he's had a rough season. Had an, an okay start at Detroit on Friday. That was the 12-3 White Sox win. Lynn, six innings, three runs, uh, three hits, five strikeouts, didn't walk five guys, 104 pitches, and as he does, as Lance Lynn does, laboring big time in the sixth inning. Um, this, this was the Apple TV game. Another reason you may have missed that game. It's a, The weekend is out of whack, and ah, it's an Apple game. Crap. i got to find this again. And maybe that's just me. Got to do this. Do I, do I really want to commit? Yeah, I'm going to do it and put on the game, and it's just so inconvenient on Apple. You can't flip. It's it's very it's very disturbing. But, yeah, Jake's out there, or Lance Lynn is out there laboring big time in the sixth inning. There had been some jawing going on, which we'll get to, between the Tigers players and Lance Lynn. I guess Lynn felt that he was showing up at, at one point in time in the game. And here's a sneaky little gem for you as well, because this is White Sox manager Ozzie Guillen. This is my investigation here, by the way. This is going to lead to more. This is Ozzie Guillen talking about Lance Lynn after that Friday start in Detroit on Apple TV, but this is on NBC Sports Chicago. You know, I didn't even eat breakfast yet, guys. Save it. Save it, Lee, because when you was pitching like crap in April, nobody ever showed you up. By the way, this is not the first time you have 12 seasons in the big league. You're the glue at the ball club. You're the cat, and the people look up to you. You got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that. If you want to get to the playoff, stop doing that. By the way, you want to talk to me? I'll be there Tuesday. I don't want to apologize to you like somebody out there. It fires you up seeing how No, he's... because, man, listen, they, right now they're in a good position to take over. Now you see this for the 10, 12-year veteran, yeah. the glue of the ball, the ball club. The, uh, I love the way he talks. I love the way he expresses himself. I love the way he goes by his business. But when you see this, no matter who you are, what you do, that's a no-no. No, 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 no. Not because Moncada. People say, oh, you just say because Moncada is your boy. Against anybody. Yeah. I, I got a problem with Alex Fernandez. Joey, I'm, I'm, I, I stress it right away. You got a problem with me? I have a problem with you. I'm going to make it one error. 
one of the best shortstops in the league because I said, oh, really? You want to show me out? Next ground ball here, I throw it right to the stands. Now you have men on second base. Say something. <laughs> that is Ozzy Guillen right there. And you heard him reference, to, and he's talking about Lance Lynn, the White Sox pitcher, in regards to his the fry. Why don't I give you some of that? So, what I was treated to, what I do like about, actually, I have no problem with the broadcast on Apple. Apple, it's just that when it's, it's like, I got to find Apple and all, you get, you know, whatever. So I'm watching the game. There, there's Lance Lynn laboring in the sixth inning, and because it's on Apple, I think, and I know that like the other, net, like Marquee and NBC, they pick up stuff because sometimes you just can't help but pick up stuff. But it, like, their mics were wide open for everybody. And Lance Lynn was loud in that inning. And Tyler Farringal, he's our producer back in our studios in Chicago, uh, where I am too. I don't know why I said that, like I'm on the Cubs radio network right now. Uh, I think I just had a flashback, uh, Tyler, is what happened right there. Tyler, how many cuts do we have of Lance Lynn? Lay it down to me what we have exactly. what, What did the audio pick up or the microphones pick up from Lance? So we have that big sixth inning uh, debacle that you're talking about with with the four letter word everybody has to bleep out, and then we have a little bit of audio of him in the first inning with you going back and forth okay. earlier. That one's a little bit harder to okay. like clear up, but he was right, definitely then, fired up in the first inning too. So the so so the one you have the one which is after the final out of the game. Is that correct? Not uh, oh yes because he went yeah. six innings not, correct not 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 out of the game of, of the inning so yes he struck so just I'm just trying to set this up properly and I probably should have done this better during the break but it it's him saying it's Lance Lynn pitching to Jake Rogers and he, here's what happened God! Lance Lynn through six frustrated but on the winning end so he says. You or was it off? I don't know. play it again. Bleep off. All right, but I, I have to give credit to so the Ryan uh, Spielborgs was the guy on Apple TV, and he actually predicted it. It was pretty amazing. He said, "Get ready for Lance Lynn to unload if he gets Jake Rogers out." And then God. I mean, imagine having that kind of rage. <laughs> You're just so mad at your job that you could yell, F off! Okay. So, you okay, man? Imagine that in any other line of work, right? Where you're running around yelling at people and you're kicking Gatorade coolers and people are actually more worried about you and, and you're not worried about your employment. But, oh, yeah. Well, this for kicks. Let's listen to what you were able to come up with, Tyler, for the for the first inning, and maybe if it'll come through a little better from Lance Lynn. Strike three called to end the inning, and Lance Lynn is fired up. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so much, but it does. Just a, a big, bearded, yelling man during the White Sox game. It's just so great. The other thing, too, before we take the break, I have to get this in, too. You, you, going back to the cut earlier from Ozzie Guillen and saying, I'm not going to apologize to anybody. 
And it, like some people, I think he said, I'm not going to apologize like some people. That was definitely a reference to Steve Stone ap- apologizing to Lance Lynn for saying something to the effect of maybe a couple of salads would help him in terms of the pacing of the pitch clock. Do we have Steve Stone uh, discussing that on the Parkinson's Beagle show? Yes, we do. Let's rock that. There's nothing you can do but adapt or die. Isn't that what they tell you about life? You have to adapt or die. Same thing with Lance. He's got to adjust to the pitch clock. If that is indeed what's what's bothering him, you adjust to it or uh, you find yourself another profession. And one of the things I've seen with Lance, and you can watch it. I mean, you know, when you when you get shots from a center field camera, which you get a lot of, look at how much of the plate when Lance misses, he's missing. He's missing. He's missing down the middle a lot. If he's trying to get the ball on the outside corner, he gets it middle in. They usually hit that ball hard. So they're hitting his mistakes. They're usually not hitting too many of his real good pitches. He's just not making near as many real good pitches as he needs to make. And, you know, another factor, and this is tough because he's had a lot of leg issues and another, you know, other things, but um, maybe if cardiovascularly it's bothering him with a pitch clock, maybe a, a couple of salads would help. You know, <laughs> somewhere along the line, I'm thinking if, if you're having, and, and I don't know that he's having problems with that, but if that is a problem, then <clears throat> maybe if you if you improve your cardiovascular by losing a couple of pounds or doing whatever he's going to do to work out. And again, I don't know how much he can do with the leg problems that he's had in the past. And that that's a very big factor for him, a very big factor for every pitcher. If you have leg issues, eventually you're not going to be able to throw very well. So I don't know what the answer is for Lance. I do know he's a fierce competitor. And I'm hoping he turns it around. Right now, the only thing I see on a consistent basis, he's he's missing and hitting too much of the plate. I, and that's really good. I mean, it's funny, the salads thing. Oh, and don't worry, Lance, I could use a salad or three myself. Ain't going to happen today either. Memorial Day? Uh-uh. But, so that there's Steve Stone, and he eventually uh, talked to Lance and they cleared everything up. So that was, that was kind of my point. But in the midst of my point... I did like what Steve Stone was saying about Lance Lynn, and that can be devastating. It could be it could be the that fine line of teams are hitting your mistakes. You know, some, oh, he got away with a mistake. Oh, he got away with that one. Put it right down the hung one right down the plate, and he just missed it. Lance Lynn cannot is at a point. I'm not saying he's he's getting older. I'm not ready to say like Lance Lynn is done or he's lost something, but. I guess you are losing something when you get to that point where teams are consistently hitting your mistakes. And I think that that's what's happening with with Lance Lynn. I bet you're not having a salad either. I mean, nobody listening is having a salad. There will be barbecuing in my life today. Uh, my friend Lisa is our grill master. If you go to my uh, Instagram, you should follow me on Instagram just for fun, Mark underscore Grody. Um, I got my story up there. It's my friend Lisa, she... Is, is having a party today and she does the grilling and she tells us what it's all about and you can see my other friend getting scolded so that's my memorial day in case you are interested but next we're going to talk some some bears we're going to talk bears with nine-year nfl veteran clay harbor that's next i'm mark grody at chicago sports radio 670 the score God. okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.